Hello, everyone. Hi. Hello. Ooh, hello. I've been trying to do the hello. Yeah. Yeah, this is the, I this think, is, I think, the first time. No, this is the third time. That you said hello instead that of I hi? That I said hello instead of hi. And the last time I said... Really clock that in. It's yeah. a memorable experience for me. Oh. Because you, every time you're surprised. Okay, yeah. <laughs> so then I remember. Because, audience, we usually do, like, a bit of a voice warm-up, and we're like, hello, okay. and no, we no. say it three times, and then Kayla's... All, Colleen does a voice warm-up and tries <laughs> a, to get me to, to be involved in the voice warm-up. It's not a voice warm-up. No, we practice curiosities, and then you go about my, like, you do the little acapella thing, and then I have to match you. Okay, let's do it. Welcome, Welcome to, to Queeriosities! And I'm glad, because we have someone new here. Ooh. And I didn't get the intense eye contact. Sherman did. Da-da-da-da! Audience... This is our first episode with a guest. I'm so excited. <laughs> <laughs> and it's very exciting. We're all very excited. Super so, excited. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you. Curiosities. Woo-hoo. Sherman, we love you. I'm so excited. So Sherman, for those of you who do not know, is one of my all-time besties. Yeah. Sherman and I met at university. We met in an elevator when we were 18 years old, and the rest is history. This yeah. is at Acadia? And Acadia. Okay. Yeah. And I just met Kayla tonight. Yeah. And now we're new besties. Ta-da! Oh, I want to say something about that. And I wonder if it's an experience that you had, Sherman. So a friend of mine recently mentioned to me that through the podcast, she feels like she has developed like a personal relationship with Kayla. Which I'm accepting. That, oh, 100%. Yeah. With this person that she never physically met. but We've never spoken. No. <laughs> but listening to the podcast, because she told me, that she felt like personally slighted because I had purchased a pink journal for Kayla mm. and my friend from high school felt like she needed you to know because she feels personally invested in your relationship. I feel like I might need their contact information <laughs> okay. because Halloween is coming oh. and Colleen has something planned that involves Ooh. like a wink, uh, a pink wig. Oh, I do. The pink bob and the pink slides. Oh. So this person knows who they are. Reach out to me, help me, support me. That's true. And I'm not going to say my friend's name. No, no. But I know you know. Well, I know part of the name, I think, at least. Yes, you do. Mm-hmm. Okay. okay. Yeah, I I immediately reached out to Kayla on social media. I think after the first episode. I was like, I'm, You were like, I need to be friends with this person. 100%. 100%. And, and audience, and- if anyone else is feeling that way, reach out to Kayla on Instagram. I'm sometimes friendly. You're very friendly. And I also love your family. They always reach my heart. Oh, Kayla the stories? Family? Yes. <laughs> I, I, want, like I want to go to that's your the, family's home with that's barbecues. That's the comment we're literally getting the most, is Kayla has the nicest family. Yeah. They're pretty good. The Michelin story is the number one. Yeah. So many good stories. Wasn't that great? Yeah. Just. Heartwarming, really. Chris. That's your dad's name, right? Yeah. yeah. Chris. Chris, oh, great. Paul. <laughs> Chris, great work. Okay, okay, so we are in Amherst. We're in Amherst, everyone. Super Amherst. 8, living it up. We're living it live. We're coming to you live from the Super 8 in Amherst, Nova Scotia. Why are we in Amherst, you may be thinking? Because we have a conference tomorrow. Mm-hmm. We're going to the nasty conference. What does that mean? <laughs> the Nova Scotia Teachers in Equity Education, NSTEE. So we're known as the nasties. That's amazing. I didn't know that. I didn't know that until this exact moment, live. 
Wow. So we're heading to the nasties, everyone, mm-hmm. tomorrow. I can't wait. Amherst, Nova Scotia. I'm yeah. that much more excited. But on the also real note, we are pretty passionate about equity education. Yeah. And so I feel like the three of us have been really looking forward to this conference. Absolutely. And what we can bring back to our schools, right? Mm-hmm. 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 But before the conference even starts, yes. I think we have to do like a little bit of a recap at supper. Okay. The three of us went out for mm-hmm. supper. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's where I met Sherman for the first time, face to face. Very memorable. And, you know, it was a good supper, but it really ended on a high note. Mm. Would you like to repeat the word? Well, I would actually like to know, audience, I want you to think about the last time you had a plate of fish and chips. (laughs) You're probably drooling because it's delicious. And I want you to think about that amazing white mayonnaise-based sauce that you dip the fish in. Condiment condiment if you will actually two condiments that you might have your fish with okay one of them is tartar sauce i'm leaning in for this one (laughs) okay and i'm just wondering when you explain that condiment to someone or when you think about it yourself how would you pronounce that word tartar tartar but how is it spelled t-a-r-t-a-r it's tartar sauce I have never met someone <laughs> in my life that calls it tartar sauce. I want to know if anyone's listening from Cape Breton, if you could just reach out and say, I fully agree with you. Tartar. Nope, never. It's not tartar sauce. You have your fish with tartar sauce. Mayonnaise, ketchup, tartar sauce. I'm on Team Kayla. It's tartar. Team Team Pockets? What do you mean Pockets? Pockets. First episode episode or episode one? Episode one. Oh, obviously Team Pockets. Like So Team Pockets. But you guys are like super lesbian. Also, picture these keys in those pockets. Just listen to these keys. Oh, imagine how much in pockets. Jingling and walking. So you all have pockets filled and you're dipping your fish in tartar sauce. If I had a packet of tartar sauce, it'd be in my pocket right now. (laughs) Okay. So for everyone who agrees with me, your tartar sauce is left on the plate, not in your pockets, and it's pronounced tartar. So posh from Sydney Cape Breton. From Sydney Cape Breton. So tartar. So we're just leaving it there. And I would love to hear feedback because this, when it first authentically came out for me at the table, Kayla and Sherman almost literally fell on the floor. What did I say when I got back in the car? My face hurts. What happened? I know. We laughed that hard. They were crying. So think about it, people. I would love to have someone on my side this time because I feel like the world came out and said, I'm Team Kayla for pockets. Team, team Kayla. And so I hope they're Team Colleen for tartar. No, it's going to be tartar sauce. We'll see. Okay. We have so, to talk about that. We have to talk about this one tiny last update because... Well, it goes in with our theme for today. It really does go in with the theme for, for today. Because we were leaving school the other day. Kayla usually, as you know, her classroom's on the opposite side of the school. So she walks all through school and comes down to my office and then we leave together. Yeah. And so... We're leaving out the side of the school and we're walking by. And when you walk by, there is a um, daycare mm-hmm. with kids. And so it's often like really young kids are out at the end of the day waiting for their parents. So they're probably like three to four, right? Yeah. And so we're walking by, turn the corner, just the two of us are walking. And. Hello, monsieur. A little boy, he's about three, just looks up and he has his like hands in the fence, like <laughs> looking up at us. Hello, monsieur. And nobody responds nobody because responds. we don't see the monsieur. <laughs> and then it repeats, hello, monsieur. And I'm like, that dude's making eye contact. <laughs> Little buddy thinks I'm a man. So then I said, hello. And then you bust again. I bust. 
a guy. And you also said hello. And then you said, was he talking to you? I'm pretty sure. Yeah, he didn't. He 100% did not say hi to me. Because no. I, I don't know, he wanted to say hi to a guy. And he thought you were a guy. Yep. Fully. That was the first within a seven-day period. Mm-hmm. Where at school, mm-hmm. I was identified or questioned about my gender, I guess. <laughs> Yes. So the, the other day, I'm walking down the hall. I've just gotten my lunch. I pass one group of students. Hello, hello. I go up the stairs. And then I, there's a group at the bottom of the stairs that says, hello, madame. And I say, hello. I don't know who they are. And then I can hear them. One says, Skatine, madame. Are you a madame? And I said, we. Oui. <laughs> and then I keep walking because I don't know the kids. And then I can hear, I told you so. <laughs> so it was as if there was like this strong debate. What is the sexual, the sex of or the gender of this teacher? Yeah. But just what the, are they? I know. The bold like question of you are a miss, right? Yeah. And then you'd be like, yep. And walking yep. away like, I told you so. Yeah. I knew it. It's like, how long have you been talking about is this teacher a madame or monsieur? It gave me like flashbacks of young Kayla with always short hair in uh, the like, 90s. Mm, that's always like automatically, it's got to be a boy. It's got to be a boy. Yeah. Why would I be a girl? Short, pixie haircut, non-pink clothes. Mm-hmm. It's a. It was a throwback to be like, oh, wow, that feeling is great. Thank you. And I think that kind of leads into um, like the amount of time and effort they would have put into the conversation that they had before they asked you. Right? Yeah, I am glad that they asked. 100%. They yeah. asked. They did the right thing. Yeah. And so they wanted to confirm, yes. right? So they had been talking about it. And it makes me think, like, when our students find out that there are oat queer educators in the school, it's the same reaction. It's like they light up. It's like finding a unicorn in the forest. Mm-hmm. It's finding a unicorn in the forest. Not all kids, obviously, but for some of them. Yeah. It's like knowing that there's an out queer educator. They do exist. They exist. Right? It's like, you know, when kids are really young and then they see you out in the grocery store and they're like, I don't know what to do. Like, yeah. do I say hi to you? Do I not? How do they're I talk all to you? awkward about it. They're so awkward. And they it's like they think we sleep under our desks. Right? Yeah. I didn't never leave the school. But it's that same kind of reaction of like the oh, unicorn teacher, which is today's episode. It's what we want to talk about because we thought it was awesome to be here, the three of us, because Kayla and I obviously work in the same school in the city. Shermanator. I work in the valley. Works in the valley. Yeah. Rural. Very rural. Yeah. Is it? Okay. It's somewhat rural. Yeah, well, it's very rural. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, okay. What are we describing? It's very rural. So, yeah. Like, my, like rural. Yeah. I have a pre-primary to 12 school with 500 kiddos in it. So, it's, yeah. It's, it's pretty small. It's pretty small. I would say it's small, yeah. Yeah. We okay. can all agree that it's small rural school. Yeah. Okay. I think so. <laughs> because when we think of our school. Yeah. We have a staff of, I don't know, 40 probably? 40 to 60 at least. Whoa. I think when you send out the email, there's like 63 recipients. Okay. That's so many. Yeah. And so of the, say, 60, we we have a number of old educators. Yes. Right? More and than like, I've ever encountered in my entire life. Yes. And I've only ever worked at this school. Yeah. So that's my only experience is, and there have been more that have come out or like new additions to staff. Right. Over the they years. come and they go. They come and they go. But I feel like. Overall, we're getting more queer. Yes. Right? Whereas, so for me, that's my norm. For you, you went from rural to city. Yeah. Right? And for Sherms, you're full rural. Yeah. So for you, like, are your students accessing multiple queer out educators in their day-to-day at their schools? No. 
I'm probably only queer educator that they've come across, at least at the school I'm at right now. Which goes six to 12? Which goes pre-primary to 12. Oh, right, pre-primary to 12. At my previous school, there was two of us, and we were right across the hall from each other, and I think we blew the socks off people. Like, I think they (laughs) had never seen two two queer people. The glitter that would just emanate in the hallway afterwards. Yeah, it was something else. But I actually had one kid, actually, on Terry Fox Day, come up to me and said, you are the only queer adult that I've ever seen in real person, in real life. (laughs) You're kidding. Yes. Did he pinch you? Oh, my God. He's just the sweetest little thing ever. And he was like, you give me hope for the future. Oh, my God. You give me hope for the future. He looks like a little Harry Styles. Melt my heart. I just, yeah. You give me hope. And another one of my actually biggest allies was sitting next to me just bawling her head off pretty much. Wow. Just being like, oh, my God. Sherman, this is something. What a moment. And then it makes you think, like, in your school... Or even just in rural schools in the province, just the importance of a GSA. Yeah, totally. Which is a gender sexuality alliance. Yeah. Right? Which is, for those who don't know, that would be like just a club. Yeah. At school. Like you'd have a, you know. Thursday. Any kind of club. Thursday yeah. lunch meetings. Exactly. Yeah. But it would be a club where, and it's not solely about activism. It's just about a space. Yeah. Where queer kids and non-queer kids can yeah. come just to be, just to talk about things and plan projects and just have a space that's kind of theirs once a week. Yeah. Do you have, you have one. Yeah. We've got a, we've got a good amount. Like, um, last, I wasn't there this Thursday because it's Thursday today and I was on trip, but last (laughs) Thursday we had 20 kids. That's pretty good. So like 20 kids out of, you know, that's like 15% of the population. We don't have that many. At times, yeah, I think at times last year down. we did, and I think we're slowly picking up. And you know, mm-hmm. people are in their new grades, still feeling things out. I think. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, totally. There's and a ours, shift. Ours is up and down. Yeah, yeah, because it's kind of they come and they go. They get their lunch. They come, whatever. A hundred percent. Yeah, you bring food, you get double numbers. Yeah. Oh, we should we order pizza? We should order. Oh, pizza. you're gonna say that, and oh, people sorry, are like, "Sorry, <laughs> next week thing, they're gonna be like, pizza. um, we heard there was <laughs> going to be pizza." <laughs> Madame, okay. where's the pizza? And I'm just going to be like, that was Madame Colleen. Sorry, everyone. We're it could happen gonna... at some point. We're not against it. It's going to be a surprise. Later in the year, it's not coming next Wednesday. If any pizza joints would like to sponsor the podcast, <laughs> yes, <exactly. laughs> we would love it. In Valley or in Halifax, <laughs> we will take you. Yeah. Um, I, I do find that just so emotional and special, though. Like mm-hmm. a student to have the confidence to come up and say, you're the first queer person I've seen out in real life yeah right it's like i see you in film i see you in music but like for just the hope and the brain of a young person from rural nova scotia who's only ever accessed queerness in media and like like, i can like i can touch your hand you're real right like you exist in the world it's just so important it also normalizes it totally and the variations right like just the three of us sitting right here we're totally different yes and look different and act different and have different all kinds of things so that's so cool that kids are getting really good representation queer in three different ways yeah neapolitan oh my god (laughs) that's amazing okay and i love that because i think one of the you know one of a very destructive stereotype when it comes to the queer community is that there is in fact one way to be gay totally right and so we can say that and we can teach about it and we can do all the activities we want, 
But for a kid who is like more on the homophobic narrative end of the spectrum, until they see queer people just living and being different, it doesn't hit home. Yeah, right? absolutely. And so, and that's the thing for us at our school, there are lots of out queer people, mm-hmm. right? And it's like, it's different genders, it's different orientations, it's different presentations, it's all vastly gender different. Gender expression it's is all different. different gender expression, yeah. right? And like, yeah, all different gender expression. Whereas for you, yeah, there's more responsibility almost on you to be like the queer representative or like the token queer person. Would you say that? You are the unicorn that they have to rely on. (laughs) You are the clear in the school. Yes. And, you know, that comes with a responsibility with students, which I kind of love and kind of mama duckling them and love that. Yes. Um, With the staff, it's a whole different type of responsibility because I'm getting a lot of questions. And mostly when there's concerns, they come to me with those concerns. So it's kind of like a, oh, I witnessed homophobia. I'm going to pass this on to Sherman. Yeah, to deal with. Right. Yeah. So it becomes your burden. Somewhat, yeah. So they're not passing you the queer babies. They're just like, here's the problem I'd like you to solve. Yeah, like here are the people that are causing harm in the school. Can you sit down and talk to them? (laughs) Right. Bestow your queerness upon them. (laughs) Yeah. Bestow. Which is interesting because if I think about like instances with homophobia or transphobia or whatever phobia that happens in a school, it's often not from me that the message should come. Yeah. Right? It has to come from the allyship in the school. Mm-hmm. So then that child recognizes mm-hmm. I don't just have to be nice for the queer people. Mm -hmm. I I have to be nice to be a better person, Mm -hmm. right? They need the ally models Mm -hmm. more than they need us lecturing them. They shouldn't be filtering just when there's a queer person in the room. Okay, exactly what I'm trying to say, right? And if I think of my experience in the past with, it could be students or anyone, it's like the respect for the queer person isn't there fundamentally because you're already acting this way. So the message is going to be stronger if it's coming from that ally also. Mm-hmm. Ideally, it would be coming from a team or committee where there's a mix of mm-hmm. people, right? Mm-hmm. It shouldn't be the burden of one person, but certainly not the token queer person of the school. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Do you feel like you both have really strong allies in your school that are not part of the community? I think it's growing. Me too. And I think we have both said like, well, we would like you to come to us. And we've invited them, everybody to come to us if they have questions and concerns or whatever it is. Yeah. But I think even this year, we have more and more people that are stepping up and saying, I would like to be involved in some way. I want to be that ally, Mm -hmm. which is like the best thing we can ask for, really. Which say we've done GSA for five, four years, five years. You did for a bit longer than me. Yeah. There's been a huge shift over Oh, a massive shift, yeah. Like, there is way more promotion. There's way more awareness about us. There's more, like, more students. Yeah. And also, yeah, teachers, but even teachers like, who came. Personally. Yes. Like, from the beginning of when I arrived at So Many to now, like, I'm way more gay than, like, presenting to the, to the st- like, student population yes. as a whole. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And would you, yes. I feel like you've progressively become... More openly gay. Yeah, it's like your gayness has just been like on an upward spiral yeah. for like years. Teaching rural, I was not out openly at all. And now I'm, I don't think I could be more out. Yeah. <laughs> I really don't. I'm surprised when kids come in, they're like, oh, I, I didn't I didn't know she was gay. And I'm like, well, did you not know? I'm more insulted that you didn't know than yeah, anything else. <laughs> yeah, I know. But also to me, I'm like, have you ever... 
like what's the picture that comes to mind when you think of a gay person? How does not does Kayla didn't is, is Kayla not what you find in the definition? Or I'm right next to the definition, left side <laughs> right? and the right like, side. You read a picture that to me, yes, it's very surprising too. It's like Kayla walking her down the hallway in a button up in vans. Could not be more clear. Super gay. Especially with the, you add the hair to it and away we go. Away we go. I don't Super need gay. a rain a rainbow flag at no. this point. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Whereas I can be more feminine presenting at school. Yes. Sometimes. And every time I see you with your carabiner and I'm like, no, no, you have to leave that on. That is the one item of gay that flags you to the rest of the world. <laughs> okay. Awesome. And we apparently have Sherman to thank for that. Is it a carabiner? Is yeah, carabiner. Yeah, you hold water bottles on? Oh, are we getting into the tartar again? Oh, okay. <laughs> no, no. I'm just wondering, is what I own, it's a, it's a keychain. It's a carabiner. It's a ring of keys. So if, if there's other queer, like... Um, theater kind of thespians out there. Oh. Um, the Ring of Keys from Funhouse is kind of the the oh I don't know what is that called the um, the motivation the, the inspiration the inspiration the keys. yeah and it's like this like emerald green and ring of leather keys. oh yeah it's really nice and I think it's super gay it's super gay so there, if you're dressing more femme that is your one item that you signal <laughs> I am gay especially if you wear it in the front yeah I wear it in the front every time oh good. Yes, with my, like, little card. It's a carabiner. Yeah, so it's a carabiner that I wear on my body, Mm -hmm. on my person, specifically when I'm more femme presenting. But I don't think that's a reference that children understand. Like, students are like, ah, she's quick. No, but they're going to point it out now. But probably. But one thing that we were wondering as kind of an an older generation of queers, Mm. um, compared to maybe the little babies we have listening to us, Mm. is is the eyebrow slit a, a reference of being queer. This has really taken up space in my brain today, audience. So I never made that connection. I never understood what it meant. I thought it was just like an expression of personal choice. Like Me you're, too. you're just expressing yourself in the way that you choose. It's like you have an eyebrow ring. Cool. You have an eyebrow slit. Also yeah. cool. But right? that used to also be a gay thing too. Like if you had your one earring ear. pierced, yeah. that symbolized something. And the same, like if you wore something a certain way, I don't know. Sometimes the flowers meant something. Sometimes like you wore a shirt in a certain way. That was like my signaling to all of the, mm-hmm. oh, and Queer bananas. History. I learned bananas. the bananas. You put your bananas in a certain way. One of the, At the grocery goes, store. Yeah, if you put your bananas in the cart, curbs curbside up, single and ready to mingle. So be careful how you put your bananas in the cart. Oh, is that a queer thing or just, no, a just single and single and ready single to mingle in general? Wow, that's in very general. interesting yeah. because I find like the banana reference. There's so many of those little secrets in queer history. Oh yeah, yeah. Because even like one of our students of the GSA, because we're we're trying to make a mural, like try to we're trying to design something for the school. And so we were thinking we want to put flowers in. And so the students were bringing it up that the history, the queer history of the use of four specific different flowers is really interesting. So like Oscar Wilde days, he would be wearing, and I'm not going to use the right names, but a certain a certain flower. That would indicate that something. That would indicate his queerness within the queer community. Mm. Yeah. So that there was like this secret communication, yeah. which I just... I, feel I like love, and I also find very sad, but there's a part of me that loves the creativity of it, right? And I feel like there's so many forms of that that I can't think of at the top of my head. Because mm-hmm. there's other than flowers as well. Oh, well, there was 100%. the Judy, like, uh, like the whole reference to, like, is Judy your best friend? Yeah, Judy oh, Garland, and, yes. like, over the rainbow, and, like, who's your Judy, who's your best friend, kind of. Uh, there was okay. that whole reference as well. And was it, who's your Judy is who's your partner? I'm not 100% sure. But I do. I recognize yeah, there, there's that something there. Through there. Yeah. 
Absolutely. And so one of the stories of me coming out as a queer educator was that um, I guess my kids back in 2009, when I started working, uh, I had short hair and I was wearing Birkenstocks and that was enough <laughs> to give it away as a full tell that they were like, Madame, are you a lesbian? And I was like, okay, this is the moment. This is it. <laughs> this is it. You should know going back now. And I was like, yep. Wow. Yeah. But also thank you for the bravery of asking that yeah. question. Like, thank you, small you know, grade seven, or maybe high school, Absolutely. probably high school student, but yeah. are you a lesbian? How do you know you're wearing Birkenstocks? You're like, well. And short hair. You can't, hair. you can't not match those together. Birkenstocks and short hair. Yeah. 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 Which also every second person has Birkenstocks and Blundstones. So. Not in 2009. Oh, great point. Also great point. Different time. Okay. Um, <laughs> One thing, too, that I find really interesting about, like, the are you a lesbian or are you gay? Mm -hmm. It's almost like we use only those two words, right? In, like, the greater society, people will always be like, are you gay? Mm -hmm. Right? And so, and often, and it's come up more recently with students and also with some other people, that they want to know what teachers on the staff are gay. They actually, they want to know who's queer, but they use the word gay, mm -hmm. right? And so they'll know, they'll ask, like, is this person, is this person? And if it's ever a yes, it's a celebration, right? With the and queer kids like, themselves. Let's get all of the juicy details. I know. And then they're like, oh my God, new meat. I want all the drama of this uh -huh. person, right? I want the relationship. I want their information. I want, and I also want to get close to them because they feel like oh, I have another ally yeah. in school, right? Or if you're in grade six in the rural setting, you can't say necessarily, are you gay? Because they think that is maybe a bad word. So they oh, they God. ask, are you G-A-Y? How do you respond to that? Are you G-A-Y? I would say yay. Yay, <laughs> yay. Yeah. yes. And it's yeah. okay to say gay. It's okay yeah. to say gay. Yeah. Because For you say gay like, doesn't <gasps> make, make, make you gay. No. The word can come out of your mouth without you turning gay. Yeah. <laughs> But that's a thing. I think, no, that's they think it's contagious. Mm -hmm. So they, I know that's what you always of, say. You're like, a little hesitant. Like, I, I'm not going to cough on you and you're going to get become gay. Like, no, I cover not, my nose. I keep, I continue you to get But it's like, it's not contagious. No. You don't turn. You can come to, you gay. to our GSA and not be gay. Like, no one checks your, like, gay card at the, mm -hmm. at the door. And no, you can decline. Go yeah. out. Because the kids at our school, well, some of them. Some of them. Call it the gay club. I call it the gay club. So oh, the Rainbow Brigade. Oh, the Rainbow Brigade. That's our new name. Actually, when we're talking about new names, mm. last year I was like, you know what I want to call it? I want to call it the Queer Club. But in the Valley, I had a staff member last year come to me quite upset that in my grant proposal for the School Advisory Council, I used the word queer. Oh. They were really taken aback by... That this would be a term that would be in use today because it's empowerment. We're taking the word back. Yeah, they didn't realize that okay, we were taking they, the word back. They're not a queer person. No. Okay. And so we had a long chat in the hallway about taking back the word. Were they receptive? They were receptive. Okay. And then at the very end of the conversation, they said, "Well, I'm just not so sure that all these options aren't just screwing up the kids today." Oh, no. And I was oh. like, okay, well, maybe it didn't go as well as I thought it did. <laughs> so maybe that's not the W I was looking for. But um, from other teachers' perspectives afterwards, they said that the, you know, that, that they felt very good about the conversation. Okay. And so 
Yeah. So it was a learning. It was a learning curve. Okay. But I feel like in the Valley, we couldn't call it the queer club. Like, I feel like we're not there yet. And that's a thing too. And that (laughs) might be our last point for today for those listening is like, it's students, it's people, it's whoever. Asking if someone is gay can be the question, but it's also not the only option, right? And so is someone gay? Maybe. But they also may be so many other things. And so a lot of people will say, will ask me if I'm gay. And sometimes I say yes, because it's just more palatable for people to understand. But it's also like, they assume I'm a lesbian or that I'm gay because I'm married to a woman. Mm -hmm. That's not at all true. Mm -hmm. I'm not a lesbian. I am not gay. I'll say the word sometimes, so it's easy. But to me, I prefer, I'm a queer woman. Mm -hmm. You both also prefer, I'm a queer woman. Absolutely. Or gay. Or gay. You like gay. Gay or, or queer. Less lesbian. I'm not really a big fan of the word. But we can. that's a different topic for another Maybe day. Maybe that's a different topic for another day. Because and yeah. we also don't want to forget about bi erasure. This whole idea of like bisexuals feeling erased by the community, which is a whole other topic for another day. Yes. And I also think it's like we have to expand the vocabulary too to not assume because this woman is with another woman that they're automatically lesbians. Just that like a straight not couple. at all true. And just if you see, yeah, if you see a man with a woman, mm-hmm. it does not mean both of those two people are straight. Right. It means they've chosen each other and that's it. Yep. Right? So a lot of little tidbits today. I know. But yeah. we have to leave it there. We do have to leave it there. I feel like we could go on for hours. Absolutely. Sherman. Thank what you for an, inviting me. An absolute pleasure to have you. Thank you so much. Everyone be gentle on yourselves. We love you dearly. And... Toodles. Toodles.